Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, the podcast all about music. Uh, first off, since it's that time of year, happy holidays, happy new year. Um, my apologies about it being a really long time since my last episode. I've been swamped between a bunch of things related to both work and the holidays. So, it's been a little longer than I'd hoped, but I'm back, and before I get into what the, this episode's about... Gonna do my uh, typical plug here. I have a Facebook page now. It's called Groupie and Harmony. Make sure you give that a like. The image is a cassette tape with the words Groupie and Harmony uh, like in TypeScript on it. If you give that a like, then that way you can keep up with it anytime I make any sort of have any sort of update, and those include whenever I post a new podcast on there. Now, for this new episode. In the last episode, I said I would make some lists regarding best albums of the year and decade. I haven't finished this list yet. <laughs> and I, I have a few different lists that I'm working on. I'm thinking I'm going to do best metal albums of the year, uh, best alternative albums of the year, best debut albums of the year, possibly best rap albums of the year. I am admittedly haven't been as in tune with some of the albums for rap as I normally am. And then, best albums of the year period. Um, I'm also looking into each of those categories for the decade. I'm not ready with any of the... Actually, I might be ready with metal albums, but not the other ones yet. I'm working on the other ones still. So, I decided to do a different topic instead. Recently, I saw all these posts about people listing their top songs of the year. So now, like, a lot of people on Facebook had listed them. Bunch of bands, for instance. A uh, bunch of ordinary people. I think Obama listed it at some point. So I decided, you know what? Why don't I jump on this bandwagon? So I decided to make my list of my favorite songs of the year. Now, admittedly, a lot of the songs I had been listening to the most from this year weren't released this year. Which made it a little bit tough, because I know, like, for instance, like, my favorite band is Bring Me the Horizon, but my favorite album by them was not one that was released this year. And I've been listening to my favorite album by them quite a bit. So, I omitted those songs. But what I did decide to do was, I came up with a list of 22 songs. 20 of them were released this year. The other two were not, but I have included those as honorable mentions, because... They, they received more popularity in 2019 than they did in the year that they were released. So, before I get into it, I tried to do a variety of genres for this year. Admittedly, that was really tough for me because I've been a lot of the music I've been listening to this year, especially recently, was metal music. So, I... You will see more metal music, more hard rock music on there, but I did my best with getting other genres in there. I you do hear so you will hear some other genres mentioned in there. Now, twenty of these songs are from this year. The way that those are sorted is I sorted them alphabetically by artist. Now, if in the case where it was a solo artist, I did the 
first name, the first initial of the first name instead of the last name because it's easier to sort if it's a stage name uh, or a band name. I just decided it was easier to do it that way. And if you're listening, then it might be easier to pick up on that, for instance. Now, without further ado, I'll start out with the honorable mentions. First one is Good as Hell by Lizzo. I felt like, with this here, how could I leave out Lizzo? And I, and well, Good as Hell is my favorite song by her. Now, while there was a remix released this year, in 2018, the original version was not released this year. I think it was 2017, if I remember right. But it really picked up in popularity this year. So, I thought that that one was a good choice. It's one of those songs that, like, if I'm flipping through stations on the radio, when I hear it, I can't help but keep listening to it and try to sing along. I say try to sing along because Lizzo's a better singer than I am for sure, and also I'm pretty bad with remembering lyrics, so... <laughs> Crap shooting if I get the lyrics right. But overall, amazing song, and it's admittedly really hard for me to avoid the pun saying that the song is good as hell as well. So, next song is Hurt by Oliver Tree. I'll be totally honest with you, when I first heard this song earlier this year, I hated it. I thought I thought that this was just such an annoying song, and I also, and on one station, they had, when it was a, if it's a newer artist, they had, they had, like, the artist give a little clip, like, discussing the, discussing the song. And I heard Oliver Tree talking about it, and I couldn't, I couldn't stand him either. I know that might sound harsh, and it turns out it was, because listened to it after a while, and eventually the song grew on me. I think a big part of it is just because of how catchy it is. And it, so Oliver Tree typically does a variety of genres. This one in particular, it's kind of like a pop rock song, kind of alternative, kind of like indie pop kind of sound, but then also has like an electronic or electronica kind of sound wrapped in with it. And he does really well with combining these genres and writing this song. And I think, I really do think it's, it is a great song ultimately, even if I hated it at first. So now we're going to go on to the 20 songs that were my, that were my non-honorable mentions. These ones were all released in 2019, either as a single or on the album it was from. I did my best to make sure I didn't do... I didn't choose one that was released in 20, 2018 previously, and I missed, missed that, but became popular in 2019. If I made a mistake, then my apologies, but I think all of these were released in 2019. So, if, without further ado, the first one is by Billie Eilish, and it's not Bad Guy. It's actually Bury a Friend. Now, Bury a Friend is admittedly not as catchy as Bad Guy. I know, while it was popular... It wasn't anywhere near as popular as Bad Guy. But I I think, look, it's a darker song, deeper song. I think it's more clever musically. And honestly, I just think Barry Friend is a better song. It's it's my favorite song by Billie Eilish. I think it's really well written. I uh, Incredibly well performed. And I do like Billie Eilish. And Barry Friend is by far my favorite song by her. So that's the first song on my list. The next one is Low High by the Black Keys. So this one was the lead single from their newest album, and I I loved this song. Now I I know a lot of a lot of fans might be like, seriously, that's your favorite song by them. 
from this album, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> it was a really catchy song. I I thought that it was at times reminiscent to uh their to like their older stuff. Um I well still did have like the kind of the kind of sound that like you'd expect from El Camino at times. I think it's a well written song and it's a great way to start out their to like as a first single for their new album in a few years. So next one is Mother Tongue by Bring With The Horizon. Now, I Bring With The Horizon is my favorite band, so I felt obligated to put one in by them. And this their newest album, Ammo, was a strange album. It Because, well, their first album was a deathcore album, then they shifted more towards metalcore for a few albums, with varying sounds for different things within metalcore. Then they released their album, That's the Spirit, that was was a blend of genres, but more was... I mean, there were times that it was more alternative, there were times it was hard rock, there were times it was, like, electronic rock. But even still, there was enough of a hard rock sound of in certain songs. Their newest album, Ammo, was... I would consider it more pop rock, which was really strange hearing from it. Especially Mother Tongue, which is full-on pop rock, in my opinion. However, while it threw me off listening to it, I love the song. I think it's really well made, and it's an easy song to like. It's really catchy. Um, I mean, the instrumentation, I think, is really underrated. I, I think it's a really good song. Um, what, I w uh, what I will say with this, with this one, they did just release an extended play. That I have not listened to yet, but I'm planning on it. It's called Music to Listen to. It was unannounced. It was released a few days ago. I'm planning on listening to it at some point, so who knows? Mother Tongue might not be the song that's ends that's the Bring Me the Horizon song that would end up on the list. But as of now, it's Mother Tongue. And also, I will say I saw uh for the festival that I have mentioned a bunch of times in the podcast, Epicenter, my girlfriend and I went to earlier this year. Ring of the Horizon was there, and they were amazing live. And this one, this one was actually pretty well. Even if like a, even if like at times, uh, uh, there were times where like it was tough to hit certain notes in the song, it it was really good live. I'd rec I'd recommend checking them out, and I'd recommend checking this song out. Next one is "Ready to Let Go" by Cage the Elephant. So I'm not. A massive Cage the Elephant fan. I'll be honest with you, but I don't hate them. I I like some I like some songs by them, and then there are other times where I'm like, it's fine. I'm not in love with it though. This one was one I was in love with though. Uh, when I first heard it, I was hooked. I I think the instrumental parts are great. Um, really fun song to listen to, and just fun fun song to sing along to, hum along to, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it did get a decent amount of alternative radio play, and I think uh, it's fair that it did. So, the next one is an interesting one. The next one is called Something Good by The Damned Things. Now, The Damned Things are an interesting band because they have two members from Fallout Boy. 
one member from Anthrax, one member from Every Time I Die, which is a metalcore band, and one member from Alkaline Trio, which is a punk band. So they're a super group, which means that their members were uh, famous musicians previously from other things. So I think a lot of people, when they heard that this combination of artists were teaming up together, especially since they're all different different genres, there are probably a lot of people that were confused by it and were wondering what on earth it would sound like. Ultimately, the sound was kind of like a hard rock sound, a little bit of a metal sound, but honestly, it sounds great. And Something Good is an interesting song. Admittedly, I'm, um, so, because one, this band was also at Epicenter, and they're my girlfriend's favorite band, and Something Good is her favorite song. I didn't choose this one just because of her, though. I chose this one because it's a real, it's an oddly catchy song. It's a, it's a really fun song to listen to. And they were also amazing live, and this song was amazing live. But still, I would definitely recommend checking out, uh, checking out the damn things, and also checking out this song. So, the next one is Leslie by Dave. Dave is a British rapper. And he released his debut album, Psychodrama, this year. And to great commercial success in the UK. And absolutely rave reviews. I listened to this album because I'd heard of Dave, but I didn't really know too much of his stuff. But I was like, uh, well, I gotta see what all this talk is about. What I listened to was one of the best rap albums I've heard in a while. Um, and in particular, I think Le there were a few songs that absolutely blew me away. Leslie was the one that really blew me away. Um, so it's a long song, but it's worth every second of the list, and I think it's a little over 11 minutes. This one is about a girl in abuse in, a, in an abusive relationship. I, if I remember right, I think he... It was one of his relatives who it's written about. Um, but lyrically, it's absolutely incredible. Really well done. Um, and then it's also really good instrumentally. And I think that's like one thing that really stood out with Dave's entire album was that some great lyrics with it, really, like amazing talent rapping, but then the instrument instrumentation also is really good with it too. So the next one is, uh, <laughs> well, looks like we got a bunch of metal songs, a few metal songs in a row. So the first one is a progressive metal song. It's Untethered Angel by Dream Theater. So I love Dream Theater, and this one was the lead single from their newest album. And this one, this album was interesting because it was their shortest album. Admittedly, I was, I saw one quote that one of the members said, I don't remember which member it was, but they had said that probably the reason that this album was their shortest album, which... Usually, Dream Theater's albums are really long. This one was less than an hour. He had said that the reason that this album was short, uh, that big reason that they thought this album was shorter was because the songwriting process went a lot quicker, which makes sense. Um, and what I will say, though, even though, even with the shorter album, none of the songs suffered. I think this one was the best song on it. The instrumentation was as amazing as always with Dream Theater. And I thought the lyrics were really good, too, on this one. Uh, next one is Bow Down by, uh, metalcore band I Prevail. So, 
I was torn between this song and Rise Above It. Both are real explosive songs. Both are incredible songs. And admittedly, those two are my two favorite songs of the album. So, that are their newest album, Trauma. But when I did see I Prevail live, they were opening for um, A Day to Remember. They opened their show with Bow Down. And Bow Down was... Because I didn't know how I Prevail would be before I saw them. Bow Down was incredible live. And right off the bat, I'm like... Okay, I'm hooked on them live. And I think that's why I chose Bow I chose Bow Down instead. It was also nominated for uh for a Grammy for Best Metal Performance. And it really is an amazing song, especially if you like metal and metalcore. Um really explosive song, really fitting way to start out the album. Uh next one is Bite the Hand That Feeds by Kill Switch Engage. Uh this one's not related to the similarly titled Nine Inch Nails song. It's a really explosive song, incredible instrumentation, and Killswitch Engage's newest album I thought was an incredible album. Bite the Hand That Feeds was the last album, or last song rather, from this album, and really I thought it was a perfect way to finish the album. So I'd highly recommend checking out that one. Now, the next one I've got here is Got Your Number by The Kooks. So... I was a massive fan of the Kooks uh, for a few years. They were one of the first bands I saw live. Uh, for anyone in Connecticut, I saw them at Toad's Place back in... I don't even remember what year, but it was... I think it was my junior year of high school, though. And their early stuff was like kind of like garage rock, but still indie. Um, then they went more in a direction of indie pop kind of sound for a little while. This one, well, I would still consider it indie. There was kind of a garage rock feel to it, which did remind me of their early stuff. And I, when I first heard this, I was hooked on this song. What I will say is that this song is currently a standalone single. So I'm hoping that this may be this one we could, if we could see an album from the Kooks and this be the lead single from it. I'd be really excited about that. Next one is a darker song. It's by Neff. It's called Hit Myself. Now, Neff's newest album was a... It was a really dark album. And this song... I found this one to be one of the darker, more difficult ones from it. Neff has a tendency of talking about whatever's on his mind. And a lot of times he'll treat his music as if it were a therapy session, as he's referred to it in his aptly titled album, Therapy Session. Um... But this new his newest album it did sound like at times like there was a like there were major themes of depression and suicidal thoughts and really I think hate myself was probably the one that was that was most prevalent for these ones and while again it was a really dark song really difficult song I really think it's a key song from this album I think it's the best song on the album and it's really hits hard Really difficult listen, but still. Same thing with the album. Really difficult listen, but I honestly think it's the most underrated album of the year. It didn't get great reviews because a lot of critics found the album uncomfort uncomfortably dark. But I I would highly recommend it. I I honestly think it was one of the top rap albums of the year, even. And the next one, we're going to get back onto the metal train a little bit. Code by Motionless and White. So... I like I like Motionless and White. I 
this was another band that was at Epicenter that was really good there. And uh, actually, they were on the same day as uh, as the Damn Things, too, right after them. Um, so Emotionless and White, they've always had like a bit of like a blend of metalcore and gothic metal. At times, you did hear like an electric and electronic influence kind of thing. So this song, Code, and really the entire album, but Code in particular, it was a blend of metal. I found a blend of metalcore, gothic metal, and electronic core. And I mean... While there were other parts of the album that did also seem influenced by industrial metal at times, this one maybe was a little bit less so, but still possibly was it. But even still, this one I thought worked really well. And while this one wasn't one of the singles that was released from the album, I honestly thought this one was the was the highlight of the entire album. And I personally liked the album. The album didn't get incredible reviews per se, but I mean, I guess that's to be expected at this point with Motionless and White, since they're people that are probably like you love them or you hate them kind of thing. Um, but I really like this song. I thought it was well-written and well-performed. Um, next one is Alligator by Of Monsters and Men. This one was a change in their style because previously Of Monsters and Men were mostly known for like their indie folk kind of sound that like you might have heard in like stuff like Little Talks or Mountain Sound kind of songs. This one, it was more indie. I honestly thought it... When I first heard that, I thought it was something like uh, Naked, and Naked and Famous might have made instead. some A band like that. But even still, I love the song. I thought it was really well performed. Um, the I thought the vocal performance was incredible in it. I, I really just think it's just an amazing song and sounds really good for them. And while I haven't listened to their entire album yet... Just based on that song, I it's one of them that I'm thinking, I really have to. So, next one, speaking of changing styles a little bit, Leave It All Behind by Sleeping With Sirens, because this one, they changed, this one was kind of a change back to a style they previously did, because they're, they for years they are like post-hardcore band, then a couple albums ago, they I want to say it was Madness, they uh, started doing a pop, or a kind of a pop rock more sound, and then their most recent album, um, I want to say it's called Gossip, but I never remember the name of that album, um, was like, almost like full on pop, full on pop album, and really, I think, a lot of fans really didn't like that one, I know personally, I just didn't think it was that good of an album, but, beside the point, they come back with their newest album, and Leave It All Behind was the lead single from that album. And honestly, it's an amazing way to start out the album. While they have always been on the more melodic end of post-hardcore, still, this one was more post-hardcore than any of their last two albums. And honestly, not only was this song, in my opinion, the best song from the album, I honestly would argue that it was one of Sleeping With Siren's best songs yet. So, I... So I I couldn't help but put this song on this list. Uh, the next one is Unsainted by Slipknot. In reality, with Slipknot's newest album, I could have put just about any song on this list, because I loved that album. But I thought Unsainted was... Honestly, I think it's my favorite Slipknot song, and I think it... I would even argue that it's clearly their best song. Like, not even that it's one of their best songs. 
And now I know there's an argument to be made with some of their songs. I and again this is and this isn't like to discredit Slipknot's previous songs. This is really just a praise on Sainted. I think it's an incredible song. And it it's just so good and I still can't believe that it was snubbed for uh, best metal performance at the Grammys. Which is a nice segue into one that was nominated for best metal performance as well as best I think it was best rock performance. Uh Tempest by Tool or Tempest rather. So Tool released their first album in 13 years. It was a massive success both commercially and critically. And Tempest was the song that finished off the album. This is another song that really could have chosen just about any song from the album. But I think this one was the strongest song from the album. Because, well, so this one was over 15 minutes long. And a lot, if you see that like a song's over 15 minutes long, it's really easy to instinctively be like, oh boy, this is a long one. But really, there are times where you listen to it, and it's like, it finishes it, and it finished it, and it seemed quick. That's how good of a song it was. Like, not only did I think this one was the best song from their album yet, I thought it was one of the best songs of the year. So I thought that it, I thought it was a great choice to put on this, on this list. Next one is similar to uh, Hurt that, that I mentioned earlier. Another song that I couldn't stand when I first heard it, Chlorine by 21 Pilots. Many times, I heard this a bunch of times on the radio early on, and there are a bunch of times I would just change the station whenever it came on. The only reason that I didn't do it one time was be was because I tried to, and no, and every other station I had on well, had ads on, and I accidentally took out a CD for my CD player, and my phone didn't happen to be connected to my Bluetooth. So I said, okay, fine. It, I, I guess I have to listen to this song. And that time I'm like, huh. You know, I actually kind of like this song now. I never have before. But and then after that, I loved the song. And it's, I think it's a cool song because it's, it blends a few different genres. Like, like you could argue that like, there's pop influences. There's some electro-pop influences. There's even some, like, even like arguably like, trip-hop or trip-pop in there. There's, like, alternative influences. There's hip-hop influences. It just works really well, in my opinion. And I... I would even argue it's one of the best songs on Trench now. Something that I couldn't have imagined me arguing at first. Next one I'm going to be discussing is Harmony Hall by Vampire Weekend. Now, I have a confession with this one. I have not listened to Vampire Weekend's entire album yet, so I might have a different song on there in Harmony Hall after I, li after I listen to the album in entirety, which I hope to soon. But even still, this song is just such a catchy song, and I feel like it's one that you just can't go wrong with. And I, and for me, I, I pair with a lot, like, I feel like it go, it can go with a lot of they're more well-known songs over the years. So I I thought, okay, I, I gotta put it on this list. It makes too much sense. The next one is a one that was released as a single not too long ago, within the last couple months. And already it's one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, Weezer's song, the end, is, the end of the Game. For a few years now, 
uh, we I haven't been that impressed with a lot of Weezer songs. Um, I, but I think it's been I don't it's been the beginning of the decade was the last time I think that I was really crazy about a Weezer album. Um, but this one, right from the get go, there's oh uh, incredible opening guitar riff that's paired with great harmonizing. And it doesn't let down from there. It's just so well written. Great harmonizing throughout. Great melodies. Um, like instrumental parts that go perfectly well with it. Really catchy song. Really amazing song. And I, it's me. I. And even though this is the only single that's been released for their upcoming album from next year, I'm already looking forward to the, this album, which I couldn't tell you the last time I was looking forward to a Weezer album, really. So, I think that's really exciting. And now, last but certainly not least, a strange choice to go with last, but because I did it with alphabetical order, that's how it works out. Haunt Me by While She Sleeps. So, While She Sleeps was another band that was at Epicenter, and what I will say is because I, I saw part of their set at Warped Tour, I think it was back in 2015, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to see all their set because member of the, uh, so uh, someone in the group I was with was it was a hundred degree weather, and one member of the group I was with wasn't feeling that great, so we didn't continue watching them. I was hoping to be able to see them again, and I got to see them again at Epicenter. But beside the point, their newest album it's an interesting blend because previously they were a metalcore band. This one is a blend of metalcore and alternative metal. It confused some people, including critics. However, the album was aptly named So What. So, honestly, I think that this song was the epitome of one that was more of an alternative metal song, but still did have, like, the you still did get the vibe of a metalcore song at times with it. And really, it just worked. It, it was one of my favorite songs of the of the year. It was one of my favorite from one of my favorite albums of the year too, because I thought "Haunt Me" was a really good album. And honestly, I know a lot of these albums, it was, and a lot I mean songs rather, just really worked worked out the way they did them. I think this is just the epitome of that. Something that, even though there was a change in style, it just worked. So, that's my list for my favorite songs of the year. I'm tempted to do one for favorite songs of the decade. I'm not going to promise to do that, though, because that might take a little while and a lot of thinking. But, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this one. And also, with this list, definitely feel free to check out any of these songs. And if you have any songs that you might have thought I missed out on, feel uh, feel free to reach out to me and let me know that Hey, Matt, you missed out on this one. So, again, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And hope you've had a happy holidays and have a happy new year. And hopefully the wait for the next podcast will be a lot shorter than it was for this podcast. Thanks. Bye.